Hi everybody, welcome back to Within Reason with Holly Michelle. Today's topic, episode 10, is on pain, your purpose through your pain. During the holidays, before I moved, my family and I used to get together for the major holidays, so Christmas and Thanksgiving, 4th of July. Meeting up at my mom's house, everyone under the same roof for a wonderful holiday. One night while soundly sleeping, I was awakened to the sound of birds. I woke up almost immediately from the loud, um, distracting chirping of birds. Once I was fully awake, I realized it was still the dead of night, not five o'clock in the morning or close to six. It was about 1.30ish a.m. So it was still dark outside and there was still five, six hours left to sunrise. To add to the mystery, it was the end of December. Two questions came to mind. First, why are birds down north in the winter? And I say down because in Kansas City, they say down north instead of up north. And second, why are they chirping at night? So I decided to take a gander and research. Went to my dad's office, hopped on the computer, and wanted to see why and what the reasons were. There are two reasons robins sing in the middle of the winter at night. Those two reasons have to do with how the robin defends its territory. First, robins sing at night to fight disturbances in their territory. When God gives you a promise, the enemy will always try to come in the form of doubt fear, or confusion to try to steal that promise away. When this happens, we have to continue to believe God for our promises or the territory that he has given us. In Luke 1, 37, it says, for no word from God will ever fail. If God has promised you something, you have to remind the devil that what God has promised you in the wake of fear and doubt. Don't let the devil distract you from the destiny God has for you. Now, I'm going to put this out there because you guys don't typically hear me speak this way on my podcast. This is not a gospel channel or gospel podcast, but because it's real life and I've told you this over and over again, you're going to hear a lot from me based on the fact that it is coming from me and it is my experiences through life, um, situations that you've probably been in things you can relate to that resonate with you so you might hear a little bit of bible you might hear a little bit of some other spiritual things that i give you that i have learned along the way that have helped me get through certain things the second reason they sing in the winter is to protect their territory due to the land having substance the robins protected even in the winter because of the nourishment the land provides Sometimes we get tired of praying and seeking God, or we we do. And, and I'm going to say that because here's the thing. Sometimes we go through certain situations and we're asking everybody in the world for their opinion on our situation because we've racked our brains to death, right? But in the end, a lot of situations cannot be helped by the questions you ask your friends or the thoughts that you ask yourself or the trials you take your own mind through 
to figure out the whys of things. Because a lot of things are bigger than you. But we get tired of of praying or asking for that help from your most high. You don't have to say God. You can say whatever you say. But we get tired of that, right? Just like in the winter when things seem barren, we can get frustrated with protecting what God has given us. However, in his word in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, God tells us to pray without ceasing. If you know what that means, it means you continue to pray even when you don't see anything happening with the promise that you were given. You should continue to pray. We learn about pain through life experiences as we grow up. Some experience more pain than others. The first and most persistent thing pain will teach you is patience. If you don't know that to be true, then you probably ain't never dealt with your pain and lived through it. And that's one of the hardest things to learn when you feel time is limited. But time is fragile, something we all know. A body in pain, it can't carry it for too long. And inevitably, when you try, it shatters. The postponement adds to the pain you already have. When the dreams you've dreamt aren't coming through, when the people you love and cherish the most are slipping away, when there's so much work unfinished, when you've shattered a bond that you never meant to hurt, and the repercussions linger, and the shattered plans and dreams flow like syrup. Being impatient doesn't bring anything back. It doesn't. Patience in the enduring of the pain, the contradictions it brings with it, is the only hope you have. What do you do while in the pain? What do you do? I'd say you should do the next little thing that you can do. When you can't wait, when you feel a need to be impatient and a need to make a move, when you just can't wait any longer, try something else. Sit quietly, isolate if you must, try again. They say, if our lives are always easy, it is because we are called to a lesser purpose. They say there's a nexus between pain and purpose. Your purpose is hidden in your pain. Until you see the purpose in your pain, your pain will remain. So, like I said, this is real life for me, guys. So, as of recent, I've been going through a lot within my marriage. And it's it's a lot, you know. And I can reach out and seek out help, you know, or questions and ask questions and stuff. But I was told by my mother-in-law that... Your bit, everybody's business ain't nobody's business. So my business ain't nobody's business. However, it ain't just on my part, but you know, that part is, you know, to be discussed at a different time on a different podcast. But with that being said, in the midst of all of it, in the storm, I was um, given this particular phrase that I kind of read to you, but a little bit differently. It was given to me and to have an understanding of what 
or how things work. And I'm going to say the universe because I can say God, okay? I can say how God works. I can say how the universe works, but it was an explanation. So oftentimes you hear women say, why do I always get the bad man or I get the bad pick or why they always find me? And in the explanation that was given, it was said that you're receiving the same lesson over and over again because you never learned it the first time. So as I was sitting and talking to my friend, I thought to myself, okay, so what the hell is a lesson that I was supposed to learn? What lesson am I supposed to learn from this particular situation, this circumstance right now that I've gone through for the past since September, what was I supposed to learn? What was I what's the, what was the lesson, the message that I was supposed to get? In in there somewhere was it supposed to be patience, forgiveness? It was a lot. There's a lot that I could possibly learn in this circumstance, right? Nonetheless, the reason why it's repeated itself, or I've gone through it more than once, is because I never conquered the lesson the first time. I either quit, gave up, or I didn't have the patience or whatever it was I was supposed to have during that time. I didn't forgive. So I had to think about that to myself, like, damn. So writing it, I was like, okay, I wrote this before I had the conversation. So it was something I already knew. But not until I had the conversation did it hit me what I wrote. Have you ever stepped, stopped to wonder why you experience pain? Have you ever assessed your pain to find out the purpose of it? How does pain fit into the phrase, everything works for your greater good? Because sometimes when we're going through things, ain't no way in hell God meant for me to go through this. Ain't no way. This is for my greater good. The what? You mean to tell me that you feel like I need to go through a season of, let's say, infidelity with the person that I'm with and I'm supposed to learn something from that? And that's supposed to be my that's supposed to be something that's gonna help me be a better person. Ain't no way. We you know, we look at things and it's so literal, you know, because we think everything we do is from a flesh standpoint and not a spiritual, so we don't understand, right? But you think of that phrase and you're like, uh uh-uh, uh, this can't be. We must understand pain is as much for our good as all the other things we experience, no matter how painful the pain may be. We all go through pains in life, but many of us don't discover the purpose in our pain. Mainly that's because we're running from it. You know, we decide we're protecting ourselves and we refuse to face things head on. When going through our pain and being faced with pain, we have a couple decisions that we have to make. We have to first determine what to do in our pain. And secondly, we have to determine what to do with our pain. 
what to do in our pain has to do with us, you. While what we do with our pain is for others. Pain is inevitable, but the suffering that comes along with the pain is optional. So what to do with your pain? How many of you have acted out in your pain? You're so angry, so angry that your action is revenge. You're so angry that your action is self-harm or so angry that your action is self-pity. What to do in your pain? What to do with your pain? Share your story. Take it and do something good for the next. What to do with your pain? You can vulture in your pain for minutes, days, months, or the rest of your life. Or you can choose to use it for good. Do we have a choice? Yes, we do. Is it an easy choice? I would never say yes to that. It would depend on you as an individual. Because again, it's not easy. We don't all, you know, pain is not something that we were built to take on a regular basis. So it's not easy. It's not normal. But it's life. What has your choice been in the past and as far as how you deal with your pain? How do you... What have you done with your pain? Many people miss out on their purpose because they live daily trying to avoid pain or trying to protect themselves from or run from anything or anyone that gives them a glimpse of something close to pain. Pain does not destroy a man. It reveals him to himself. What's crazy is that more often than not, the more difficult the pain, the more breakthroughs you make in the process of resolving it. And I know that might sound crazy, but you grow through pain. You know, when you actually face it, when you take the time to tap into yourself, that level of self-love that is so unfounded, you grow. I think Mark Batterson captured it well when he said, it's not our experiences that make us or break us. It's our interpretation of an explanation for those experiences that ultimately determines who we become. Your explanations are more important than your experiences. Within my trauma episode, I touch base on a personal experience that I that I and many other women and men have lived in and through. I talked about my pain and how the effects trickled over into adulthood and my focus during therapy was understanding how the pain and trauma shows itself within me today. So that I can understand myself better, but Batterson was right. How we interpret our experience is the biggest part of it. If you question your receipt of the pain and blame yourself, that's your interpretation. You feel like it, your pain was caused by you. And oftentimes, 
that is something that you hear because at a certain point of and a certain level of your pain, if you were still there through it, your concept is that you allowed it. So it's your fault. Again, that takes on another part because essentially that really means you're taking accountability for your part in it. But sometimes we wallow too much in that piece of accountability that we take that the whole situation becomes our fault. Can that kind of interpretation live on with you for a while? Yes. Many of you have seen it. Many of you have done it. Many abuse individuals, whether it be sexually, mentally, or physically, and those who have been manipulated, used, or worse, blame themselves. This is their interpretation of their pain. This is your interpretation of your pain. This is also extremely common. It's a way of protecting yourself from the pain. After my trauma episode aired, I received an email from a young lady barely out of her teen years who identified herself as someone who has been sexually assaulted, abused by her mother's boyfriend throughout her, her teen years. Within her message, she wrote, she blamed herself for what happened. The thing that gave pause while reading was not the reaction to her trauma, but on a wider scope that it was actually an extraordinarily common reaction. People of all genders, when it comes to assault, abuse, always partially blame themselves. Why, though? One reason is because of our culture. Our culture blames the victim. Our culture blames the victim. Two, the less obvious reason is something called locus of control. It refers to how much control people feel they have over a situation. But even with all of that, we can't let the confusion of the pain cloud the clarity of the purpose it can serve in our lives. I've learned through trials that many of my painful situations have produced a very good purchase. a very, very good outcome in regards to myself, my growth, my self-love. To help you find purpose in your pain, ask yourself these few questions. How could the story of my pain provide hope to somebody who needs to hear my story? How has my pain changed my attitude towards others who are suffering? How is my pain positioning me to make changes in how I live my life? What is God saying to me in my pain? Until you find the message in your pain, 
your pain will persist. Pain is meant to wake us up. Pain reveals us. We as humans often try to hide our pain, but when you do that, it makes it worse when you finally do feel it. You learn your strength in the experience of pain. C.S. Lewis wrote, Pain insists upon being attended to. God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks in our consciousness, but shouts in our pains. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. Isn't that interesting? Pain insists upon being attended to. God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks in our consciousness, but shouts in our pains. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. I've watched my mother endure in pain. I've watched my younger sister maneuver through pain, coming out of everything through their breakthrough. Many people don't know what they are capable of until they face their pain. It's only what we face that we can phase out. I like to think that pain gives us the platform to express abilities that have been long subdued in us. Pain makes us grow stronger. I can remember days when, while in pain, talking to my sister, she'd say, this isn't the Holly I know. The Holly I know is a fighter. She is strong. The words would always help me refocus. There was power in remembering who the hell I was and who I could be and who I am in that moment of pain. I've learned that mastering your pain makes you grow through life. Pain makes us more creative. Don't hide your scars. Don't hide your scars because the scars you share become lighthouses for other people who are headed to the same mountain on track to hit the same rocks you hit. Your mess becomes your message. Your trials become your triumphs. Your frustration becomes your fuel. The travel is worthy of travel when you are on the right path. Pain has an irreducible relationship to time and movement, and it exists in moments and stretches out to fill all the time it can. Motion causes and prevents pain. Pain causes and prevents motion. Pain may hold on to you, but it's self-pity that eats you alive. We as humans, when going through such pains as heartbreak, disappointing situations, abuse of pain, tend to blame ourselves. Somewhere below the self-pity is something else. There is a wealth of courage and hope. What you pull through self-pity is resolve. It's a balance between self-care and that anger that may be driving you. Part of pain that we get at some point is letting go, to let it all go. We get there at some point. It may not be immediate, and it might be hard. Letting go is hard, but we get there at some point. 
pain requires your attention. And it's extremely important that we face and sit with the emotions that rise up inside of us. And yes, I know it's hard. And again, I'm telling you guys, I speak to you guys from experience. I've been in that. I've been in the in the position of running from my pain. I've also been in the position of sitting through it, trying to at least for this time receive whatever I'm supposed to receive from the circumstance, the situation, learning my lesson, getting my message. I am thankful for all the experiences I have had, even the bad ones, because when I lose or when I hurt, and when I say I lose, I don't mean I lose in that way, you know what I'm saying? I, I let myself down because of knowing who I am, my strength. So I'm going to tell you, I don't ever lose. I learn. But when I let myself down in the moment of learning a lesson because I am either running from it or I'm avoiding it or I'm pushing it to the back because I decide that what I'm going to do with my pain is revenge. I'm not being willing to feel it in order to learn from it. So I realize I have a greater sense of self and a deeper understanding and empathy to not just my own situations, but also the situations of others. When I think about my own growth and development, all of it has stemmed from seasons of hurt, pain, loss, and some disappointment. It's not fun when you feel like you're defeated or you go through these hurts and society makes it seem bad at some points. It is unpleasurable. It's not pleasurable at all if you look at it as a loss something you once had or even once loved or thought you had. It's not easy looking at it as a loss. Look at it as a lesson. We all have personal experiences of our own and those shape the unique and personal lens with which we see the world, a lens that is formed through our childhood or through our upbringing or through our experiences that we go through and the way we have been conditioned in our homes and societies. Sometimes our circumstances don't change, but the way we frame them does. After all, thoughts produce feelings, and those feelings often dictate our actions and choices, especially when it comes to pain. I believe that our lives unfold exactly as they're supposed to. I have lived through this life and have too much proof to not believe this, that everything works out as it should. In times of pain, maintaining this conviction is not easy, but strength and faith become a product of life experience. You gain the perspective that growth always comes in some form of a lesson. We learn lessons, we learn about ourselves, and eventually growth becomes a beautiful byproduct of our pain. Be thankful for the experiences and the subsequent lessons, painful though they may be or may have been. They can make you stronger, wiser, happier, and better able to love and be loved, to heal and grow, knowing this makes it much easier to let go of what 
was so you can receive what is to come. I want to end this podcast as we have come to the end and just say this as something that I have picked up over the the past few months um, from a few people, one being my mother-in-law, Justine. She's a very, very strong woman. And my other mother-in-law, Dolores, very, very wise women. You may be in a season where you are doubting what God has promised you. You may be in a season where things just are not going your way. Things are hurting you. They're, they seem to be working against you. They, You just don't seem to be getting what you need. There's too much chaos. It may seem like everything happening in your life is the opposite of what you feel like you were promised. Hold on to what God, most high, the universe has told you. There is more for you than you can ever imagine. Don't give up. And hold fast to your territory. The land is yours. Think about those robins. He's giving you the grace to defend it because he taught you how to praise regardless of the circumstance of your season. You know how to fight for what is yours. You know how to fight for it. You had that power. Thank you for tuning in to Within Reason with Holly Michelle. Until next time, you guys know where to reach me, Instagram, Twitter, email. All that information is on the podcast description on every podcast network. So, again, until next time, you guys, Within Reason, it's Holly Michelle.